Hey y'all, it's Jessica DeLindy Dykeman with The Courageous and Kind Project. We're featuring stories of women who are living out their God-given purpose through big and small moments of courage and kindness. At Courageous and Kind, we want to create a community of women who are courageous to overcome their fears and who are kind to one another and to themselves. We want to hear and share your story. Help us share God's love by sharing your courageous and kind story. Um, okay, so we'll get started. Hi, everybody. I'm Jessica Delaney Dykeman with Courageous and Kind, and we are so excited um, to have y'all again this week. And so this week, I, all the way from Japan, um, we have Jessica Kioski. And um, she's a military spouse. She's going to get to talk a little bit about more about who she is and what season of life she is. But we are so excited uh, to be able to have this opportunity to share um, God's love through kind and courageous moments of women who are living out um, his purpose uh, and his love. And so, Jess, thank you so much for joining us um, on Courageous and Kind all the way. I know it's late uh, at your time and it's early here, but we are really excited to have you. Yes, well, so nice to be here. Um, my name is Jessica Kioski. Um, I'm from Fort Wayne, Indiana. Um, I was born and raised there until college. Um, I went to school to become a teacher, taught for six years, um, got my counseling degree, and am currently a stay-at-home mom right now with my three kids. And tell us a little bit about, I had just mentioned you guys are in Japan, and so tell us just a little bit about how long and what you're doing there um, and how that is all the way across the world. Yes. um, My husband is in the Marine Corps, and we got stationed last July, so we're coming up on our one-year mark. Um, we'll be here for two more years, and the people here are just wonderful, so nice, and sweet, and kind, and uh, of course, it's a beautiful island. There's just endless things to do outdoors, which we're outdoorsy family, so we're really enjoying our time here. That is awesome. So what season of life would you say that you're in right now? In I mean, a new country and military life, what does... Um, What season of life would y'all say you're in? Yeah, I'm definitely in the stage right now where I feel like my purpose is just helping other women, especially moms and military wives. Um, I'm a PS teacher turned stay-at-home mom of three little kids, one, three, and six. Um, So I feel like um, I'm really able to connect with those other wives that have been through this. Um, we've been stationed in North Carolina, South Carolina, California, and now Okinawa. So I've kind of had a little bit of every coast and a now an international um, duty station. So it's helped me be able to relate to a lot of different moms out there. What do you think, uh, you know, when you talk about military spouses and moms and, and as you mentioned, when you talked about your duty stations, none of those included Indiana or Texas where your families are. So what does that look like as a military family and living everywhere but where your family lives? Yeah, it definitely um, puts a lot of airplane flights <laughs> into our <laughs> life. I think our kids were weeks old, maybe months maybe a few months old, their first airplane flight. Um, So, yeah, our kids are well-traveled, and we just visit a lot. Um, 
we're definitely very blessed. Both our families are able to come visit us as well, so that helps. Um, they come see us every once. My in-laws have actually already been to Okinawa, and we oh, haven't even been here a year. Um, they were just here in February, and then my parents are planning a trip already, too. Um, so, yeah, we've just been really lucky to be able to at least visit and keep in touch. But um, there's definitely the challenges. You know, you don't have – there's no dropping the kids off at grandma and grandpa's mm -hmm. and going on a date or things like that. you really got to trust God um, to put the right people in your life. And I think the biggest thing I've seen moving around is everywhere we get stationed, God has the right church for us, the right neighbors for us. Like, he – literally guides us to the home we're supposed to be in with the neighbors we're supposed to connect with and um it's really neat to see how he does that every single duty station just over and over again that is so incredible and i think as someone who just recently moved across the country ne nevertheless not across the world but i have found that moving from san diego to atlanta i thought to myself lord how how can it get any better than San Diego, California? I mean, how? I'm, I'm, we're just leaving so much. And, you know, great community and friends and years of work experience and volunteerism and a wonderful church. And, you know, how can it get any better? And then I get to Atlanta, and one day in my quiet time, I just felt the Holy Spirit simply say, Jess, that was just the beginning. Yeah. And isn't it incredible? I mean, just when you think you're done and you think you've reached the top, God's like, I have more. And it yeah. sounds like that is the same case for y'all, that each duty station is a different experience for the Lord and to see in what way he's going to work and the impact that he'll have on your hearts and the blessing that you'll be to others around you. Yeah, I've definitely seen that pattern, um, <laughs> exactly what you're saying. North Carolina was where I moved after college, and I was there for seven years, um, so it felt like my second home. You know, that was mm -hmm. my kind of post-college life um, home, and then where I got married, where I got engaged, where we had our first mm -hmm. baby, you know, our first house together, all of those um, wonderful memories, so it really felt like home. So when we moved, we kind of had that same feeling you're talking about, like, how can it get better than Emerald mm -hmm. Isle? Like, we just you know, we can walk to the beach, like enjoy yeah. the nature and the friends we've made, but we moved to South Carolina and loved it just as much. And same thing in California and now Okinawa. Um, and we just saw how each place was just kind of a stepping stone. You know, North Carolina, I was getting to know myself, like learning how to not just believe in God, but how to actually live my life for God. Mm -hmm. South Carolina, I mean, he just surrounded me with, moms, um, wise women, um, women's Bible studies, mom's Bible studies, just these women just poured their wisdom into me and their love when I had my first newborn. Um, and it was just perfect. You know, God just has perfect timing. Um, in California, then I was able to be the one to reach out. You know, at that point I had two kids and I was able to reach out and help other moms then. Um, and here in Okinawa, we have three kids now and Again, you know, I'm able to be the helper and help some of these young moms out that are a lot of people. This is their first duty station, Okinawa. Um, for some reason, they like to send people here. On the, it was my husband's first duty station, and it's very common for that to happen. Um, mm -hmm. So you get a lot of these young 18-year-old 
wives out here that are just lost, you know, torn from their family. And um, so, yeah, it's nice to be able to help out. Uh That is so incredible. And to see it as an opportunity um, to do that. And in California, knowing you uh, just briefly and um, Jessica and I went to the same church and we have mutual friends and we both served in women's ministry. But because of the size of the um, ministry, we didn't see each other. I mean, rarely did we see each other. Um, although we were on the same mission. And so she, along with a couple of other girls, were um, responsible for our military wives ministry and being able to love on military wives and um, disciple them and mentor them and um, to see that ministry grow and just become a source of comfort and love and um, community for many women, you know, they're looking for that. And so I love that you poured your time and your heart into California and those women are still carrying on that ministry and growing and then to be able to travel the world uh, and to do that once more and to leave that mark of God's love um, where you are I think is such an opportunity because it's so easy uh, to be able to fight the just the why, Lord, why did we have to leave? Or why are we going here? Um, But to be able to have that perspective of um, God's love and opportunity and whether the women that are listening or watching this, you know, maybe they're not moving across the world or across the country, but maybe they're in a season of life where they had to say goodbye to something really, really great in order for God to make some room for something new. Uh, And so I love that you can speak to that um, for, uh, you know, all of us at one time or another where we've been in a season of life for that. Yeah. No, I definitely think anytime there's any sort of major change in your life, whether it's moving or a parent passing or losing a child or changing jobs, um, even just moving houses in the community you're in, um, any life-changing event, can really change you. And I think we just have to constantly have our eyes on God and be listening to what he is telling us to. And I think that was one of the biggest things I've learned throughout all these moves is I'm a planner, the teacher in me, um, you know, I want to have everything planned out and I have my goals that I'm going to reach and I get to a new place and, you know, I'm at the church and I have in my mind, you know, what ministry I want to do and how I can make that go. And, you know, God says, nope, that's not what you're doing here. That was North Carolina. You know, this mm-hmm. is South Carolina. You're doing something different here. And <laughs> same thing in California. It was something totally out of my comfort zone. And in Japan, same thing. Um, so I think usually I know it's God's calling when it's out of my comfort zone. And mm-hmm. it's not of my own plans. Because um, his plans are far better. Mm-hmm. And well, and I what you alluded to, um, but didn't necessarily say, was that the biggest thing about being able to what we call, you know, really in this military community to be adaptable and be resilient and be able to cope with change is that you have allowed God to give you perspective and an eternal perspective that although this feels like, you know, this is such a big mark on my life and this is so life-changing um, and that it is very much so, but that eternally this is a small piece of the puzzle in, yeah. I mean, the eternity timeline. For sure. And I think um, anybody that's been through these changes, 
you know, in hindsight, you can see how God was working and you can see how it was God's plan. When you're in it, it can be tough. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's hard to see God's provision and see where he's leading you. So we really have to trust him and lean on him that he knows what he's doing. And we just have to follow, you know, what the Holy Spirit's telling us. Um, But yeah, trust is a huge factor in that. I think Mm -hmm. we just have to have that faith. Um, Yeah. I agree with you. And so for the woman that's in a season of change, what would you say when you say, you know, to trust God and to have that faith practically, what does that look like for you or what things have you done or been able to put into action that has helped build this foundation of faith? Yeah, I think the biggest thing um, I had heard, you know, a lecture on being grateful and just you know, if you can just wake up each morning and think about what you're grateful for and just your whole outlook on life, um, especially coming to Okinawa, you know, there's lots of things that are wonderful about it, but we've been, our family has been sick nine times in our nine months here. You know, there's definitely, um, negatives as well in being a military spouse. I can focus on how hard it is to pack up and move every three years with three little kids and, Mm. I could dwell on that or I can choose to be grateful and choose to be grateful for these opportunities, you know, that God's giving me. And I think um, that's the biggest thing is when we get our new orders, just looking at it from the perspective of, okay, what opportunities are there? How can I be God's hands and feet there? You know, what is this plan for us? And then not just being grateful, but being thankful. And when those things start happening, taking the time to thank God and wow, Mm -hmm. God, this is why we're here. And now I see your purpose and I can reach all these people that would have never reached before. Um, And just thinking back to our duty stations, each friend I made along the way or each person that impacted me in my life, I can't imagine that not have happened. You know, Mm -hmm. had we not listened to God and followed his plans um, and just focusing on the positives, you know, every day. You know, what was the, you know, we talk about that at dinner with our family sometimes, you know, what was the best part of your day? And we do address what was the worst part as Mm -hmm. well, because it's, you want to get those emotions out, but really teaching our children um, to stay positive um, and to lean on God, because it gets hard. The move Mm -hmm. here for a whole month, you don't have a house, (laughs) you know, you're Mm -hmm. staying in a hotel and you don't have your luggage, you have your suitcases, but you don't have your household goods and you really have to lean on God and trust people um, and then find rest on God. Mm-hmm. I guess would be my last part is um, we can't try to do it all on our own. We have to just put our trust in him and sometimes just sit, sit back, you know, and let him lead. Uh, but yeah, I think those for moving tips for mm-hmm. me, those would be my biggest things. Yeah. And I really love the idea of the the time to to be grateful and to be able to take that gratitude to the Lord. And we have talked about the fact that that changes your perspective in such a way. And, you know, saying as you mentioning, as you said earlier, that hindsight is 2020 with the Lord. And I mean, yeah. hindsight's always 2020. And so I think it's so neat. Um, I've done this a couple times to be able to spend some time and write down what I'm grateful for. Um, or what I'm hopeful for, and then to be able to go back in a journal and see, oh, God, look what you did in this, or look where my heart was, and look how you answered this, and it might have not been the way I thought you were going to, but you did, 
and this has turned out really incredible. And so what I found is that it allows me to keep a track record. I have a track record with God's faithfulness. And yeah. in those times that God doesn't feel faithful or, you know, my emotions are worn out and I'm disappointed or um, my expectations are unmet, that I can go back and, and see God has been faithful through times that even though it doesn't feel like he did, but he was. Yeah. And I just really love that reminder and that perspective of that idea of um, the grateful journal or, I mean, whatever, that gratitude to be yeah. able to talk about, um, spend some time to say thank you, Lord, and um, and really meet him in that, in that faith and that faith builder uh, activity and exercise. So, girls, for, you know, y'all that are in this, in a wild season of life or in a season of life you didn't think you were going to find yourselves in, um, take Jess's tips and look around and talk about, you know, pray the Lord and just say a couple of things that you're grateful for. Um, and it can be something as simple as your coffee cup or the lights came on today or the house is warm or cool and start small. And then I think you find that priming your hearts with that gratitude really starts to change your perspective. Yeah, that's great. So as we talk about I mean, moving and military life and service. And one of the other things that I found about being a military spouse is, um, you know, people are often quick, as they should, to thank our service members. And occasionally, I think we forget um, as a society that there is a family behind the service member. And, you know, there is someone that is keeping the home front alive and keeping the, I mean, just being that, keep keep the light on and, and um, to be able to maintain that family and, and just that love and that life while the service member is deployed and the sacrifice of our military spouses, um, service and sacrifice at that. And so when I think of military spouse, I think of courageous and kind men and women um, that serve on the home yeah. front. And so, for you, what comes to mind when you hear courageous and kind? And you may not even think about it, but you're living that out right now. Um, and so, when you hear yeah. those words, what comes to mind for you? I guess for me, the first time, you know, I heard um, courageous and kind together, I just it just makes me think of Jesus um, and just the example he was. I mean, he was courageous. He was bold. He was strong but he did everything in a kind way. And I think he's just a perfect example for us of how we should live, which we know, but especially in that courageous and kind, um, just his mannerisms, how he treated people. Um, he's almighty, all powerful, but he didn't plow through people. He did everything in a kind way, in a loving way. Um, and so humble. Um, so to me, that may sound cheesy, but that that's really the first thing I thought of. That's incredible. Well, and I do love that you're really making me think for a minute that Jesus was both, you know, as we talked about just this last Easter season that we've been able to celebrate and him being fully God and fully human and that he is the almighty King of Kings, Lord of Lords, and he has the power. He is the power of the universe. And yet... Yeah. 
He humbled himself and he served and he was kind and gentle. And that is, um, for many of us that have been Christians or, you know, have known the Lord most of our lives, it's just something that we know. But to really take some time to stop and think about what that means is the ultimate um, example of of courage and kindness. And so I love that reminder and uh, appreciate you bringing that up and, and talking about that. Yeah, of course. So in that, you know, courageous and kind um, thought and really, you know, wanting to model that after the Lord, what has been one of your most courageous moments? Um, I would have to say back when I graduated college, um, I had been in a very, very long-term relationship and, you know, we planned to get married and have children and, you know, had all our plans laid out in front of us. Um, when my sister, older sister Jody, approached me um, with moving to North Carolina, Emerald Isle, um, with her and her newborn baby um, while her husband was deployed to Iraq. Um, and this was their first child, so I said no at first, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Just my selfish desires, just wanted to stay in Indiana, you know, and live my plan. And, you know, she came back, her and her husband came back a few uh, weeks later and just said, no, you know, I really want you to pray about this. Like, I really feel you're the one that's supposed to come with us and help me out. And, you know, when I finally sat down and actually prayed about it, you know, I did just hear God say, like, yes, this is the plan. Like, you need to go. And it didn't make to me like I was ready to start teaching like you know get into my career and, but I went and um, it was the best choice I ever made um, living with my sister of course I got to bond with my nephew and have that great um, bond forever but most importantly I got to watch my sister who is the most amazing mother, wife, military spouse, um, she's a nurse practitioner just seeing her love God first and just be that example of the woman I want to be um, was just amazing. And everything I've gone through, like, you know, getting married, becoming mm. a military wife, which I never, you know, mm. pictured myself being, um, just all of those things, I can look back to her example and see, wow, God, okay, this is where I'm supposed to be. Um, I found my first teaching job there. Um, realized that wasn't the relationship for me. And four years later, I met my husband and um, we had our first child there. And yeah, Emerald Isle always has a special place in my heart. And that's also the same place where, you know, I was first just inspired by my sister to go on my first mission trip. Um, and that's where my life kind of did a 180 where I began to really serve the Lord. Um, and yeah, had I not been courageous and listened and moved cross country to help mm -hmm. my sister, you know, I never would have, um, I would have missed out on all those blessings God had planned for me. Yeah. I love that, that, you know, it took courage to move and to be able to say, you know, to be able to say, okay, Lord, this is my current life and I love it. You know, I'm happy where I am, but I know there's a tug on my heart to move. And the time with your sister I mean, it's just such precious time, and I have two younger brothers, and my um, middle brother and I, he moved out to San Diego while I lived there, and we were roommates for um, seven years, and it was just so much fun to be siblings and friends, 
and to yeah. just have that time as a family um, that we look back now and we just cherish that. And it was just an opportunity that we wouldn't have otherwise had, you know, had either yeah. one of us made the move or, and the same for you and your sister. And I think about that when we, you know, say no to God or because we're scared or we're unsure um, that saying no and missing out on that opportunity also misses out on blessings that we wouldn't have known and really cool opportunities for the Lord to just show his kindness and his faithfulness um, in our lives. And so I just love that, that he said, move and I'll bless your obedience and really turn things out to be something you wouldn't have ever imagined. And I bet now something you would have never um you know, changed or, um, yeah. and really would have, you know, missed out on this just opportunity and, and God's plan for your life. Definitely. That was definitely a very pivotal point in my life. Um, mm. and yeah, just, yeah, I feel that year living with my sister just kind of set me up, um, for the rest of my life. Um, and then I was able to, it was a duplex. So I got, when her husband came home, I just moved to the other side of the duplex. (laughs) So we really still got to live together. So that really was just amazing. And I convinced one of my best to move out there with me and be Mm -hmm. my roommate after that. So yeah, it was really, it was just one, one thing after another just kept blessing me. Um, and Obviously, it was a blessing just to get to live with my sister and um, help her with the baby. Uh-huh. Um, what an so opportunity. Yeah. I mean, just and a fun season of life, too, right yeah. there. And so, you know, especially for our women listening or watching and they're like, oh, well, I, you know, I might have missed an opportunity to do what God is calling me to. Or I, you know, feel like I've been disobedient or I was too scared to take this. And um, what we're saying is, you know, by not, let me say this, by, you know, missing the opportunity that God's calling you to be obedient, what happens is God continues to do his work and his will and his work is going to be done. When we say no to God, we end up missing the opportunity to be a part of that work. And so for anybody listening and, you know, maybe feeling discouraged for a moment, like I should have said yes to the Lord and that opportunity has already passed. He's a God of second chances. And I mean, he does some amazing work no matter what. But for us that he, in his kindness, he would call us to be a part of that. And that's exactly, you know, for anybody listening, that's what Jessica and I are talking about is that we are saying, we're stepping out in faith to say, yes, Lord, this may not make sense or I may be scared, but I'm going to obey you and do it. And he blesses that obedience. And, you know, had we missed the opportunity in our lives, God still would have completed his work. And, you know, still would have worked in our hearts too. But that extra blessing of obedience is so incredible. And to be able to, again, that hindsight, to look back to say, wow, this is how God was really faithful in this season. And so anybody that feels like they might have missed that opportunity or, you know, were disobedient um, to what God was calling to do or just scared that ask God for a second chance. 
And that yeah. that work that he wants to do in your heart and in your lives, although it may look slightly different, he still wants to accomplish that. And so God is a God of second chances. And, you know, ask him for that because he'll be faithful uh, to provide another opportunity. It may not be the same one. It may not even be similar. But for him to do that same work in your heart. So ask. And I think you and I can both say that there has been a chance in our life where, you know, we may, might have been scared or, or missed out on an opportunity to be it. God has been so faithful to still do the work. And so girls, if you're listening, you know, and you're just wondering, just ask God for that second chance because he is a faithful one who will do it. Yes, I, I can definitely relate. Um, pr- prior to that opportunity, I feel like I can think just on the spot, two or three different times where God was calling to make a certain decision and I disobeyed and I didn't follow his plan. And, um, I did miss out on those blessings, but he's a God that's going to keep knocking on your door and keep seeking you. No matter how many times you slam the door in his face, he kept coming back. And finally I answered that door. And I think, um, many of us in our high school years, our college years, you know, sometimes it's a little easier to slam that door because we're having our freedom for the first Mm -hmm. time. And, um, me at that time, I was in a very selfish kind of mindset. And um, it was easier to just close the door than to be brave and go through it and um, let Jesus lead the wheel. But um, he will keep coming. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I agree completely. Don't don't lose hope or lose faith because God will never give up on you. I just love that message, too. And just that reminder um, for us, too. And so we want to, you know, at Courageous and Kind, we're working very hard to be very transparent with our stories. And so as, as we get to celebrate and chat about all of the amazing work that God has done, but just to be honest that there has been, you know, we've been on the other side. And yeah. although we're living in his blessing of obedience, there has been seasons of life where we have been disobedient and that we've just missed yeah. out. And what I've learned in um, my relationship with the Lord is that God really wants His best for our lives. And so when we have to say no to something good, um, because the Lord says, hey, this is not this is not good for you. Even though we think it's the best thing or we think it is amazing and how are we ever going to live without that God really has something better in store. And so getting to a point where I think we can both say in our lives and in our hearts that when God has us say no to something good, it's really because he has something better in store for us. Yeah, and... um that sounds like you almost quoted my sister from back in those years. I remember her saying something very similar to that um, to me out on the porch, you know, and we're sunbathing one day, and I was just having one of those moments like, I know I need to say no to this, but it just, you know, it's something I really want. And, you know, she just encouraged me like, God is telling me to close that door, and you have to walk through and just trust him and Obviously, in hindsight, I can see what he had for me was so much better, and um, I can see that now. But yeah, if you're mm-hmm. somebody that's in that moment, um, it's hard. It can be very hard to follow God and drop our own desires, um, but I just challenge you to be courageous and trust him. And the other thing that has helped me, and I laugh saying this, but for, you know, again, these women 
as we have been in this season. And if you're like, I know God's asking me not to do something. And whether it's maybe not to take that job or not to keep this boyfriend or, you know, I mean, yeah. not to not to travel or whatever that is for right now. Um, but you really want to do it, um, you know. And so, and even just something as simple as, um, God's asking not to buy those shoes right now because it's not in our budget. Um, but to be able to, I found myself praying to God for him to change my want to. And I have just said, God, please change my want to because I want to do this. And I know it's not, it's not what I'm supposed to do or not what I need to do um, in your plan. And so asking him to change my want to, has he has really changed my want to. Where I you know, have gotten to a point where I'm like, well, those shoes can go back on the shelf. I mean, I don't need those right now. And and that's just so trivial. But in the big things in life, too, to be able to, like you said, like to be able to close a door and God closes doors because he has something. He has another one to open for us. And that godly, eternal perspective is so much greater and bigger than what we have. And so to be able to rely on um you know, faith in him and, and his good plans for our lives is, is, um, something of so much value and blessing in our hearts, uh, after it's all said and done. Yeah. I love that changing the want to, I have to start using that. <laughs> yeah. You got to change your want to. And I have prayed that several times and God has been faithful to honor that, um, in such a miraculous way. Um, because yeah, maybe I do want to eat that cheesecake, but it's not good for me. <laughs> And just even some little yeah. stuff. I just say that jokingly because I just, I, there's been times that I've used that prayer in such of the small trivial stuff in my life, yeah. but really when it's coming to the big, big stuff. Um, and I think specifically about my dating years and, um, you know, for our single girls and just ready to be married and wanting to find that guy. And this guy that, you know, that particular boyfriend was not, was not God's best. And yeah. I think we both knew it, but I just wanted it to be right for so many reasons, but it was yeah. so wrong. And so having to really ask God to change my want to, because it was not a God honoring relationship. And sure enough, he changed my want to. And, um, yeah. I mean, as I'm sure you can attest to that when God changes our want to, that best comes in and I'm like, and now having my husband, uh, this godly yeah. man that I'm like, Oh, I would have missed out on this. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, that, that want to prayer has worked in the big stuff and the small stuff all the way across the board. Yeah, that's awesome. So, you know, talking about courageous and kind and all of this, um, what is one way that we can spread kindness? Um, it may sound silly, but something I kind of started doing in college um, I had heard some statistic in one of my intro classes about how there's a large number of people that go throughout the day um, with nobody saying a single word to them or even acknowledging them and how, you know, depression rates were going up, all of that. And it just, it really hit me. Like, I mean, it's so simple to wave and say hello. Yeah. And so I just made it my mission that, and I was, you know, at Ball State University at when I walked across that campus, I was going to wave and say hello to every person I crossed. And I got a lot of weird looks and people by the way, it was crazy, but I was not going to let somebody that I crossed paths with, you know, be one of those numbers. And 
you know, I carry it into my day now and I laugh because our one-year-old, no matter where he's walking, grocery store, gifts, he waves and says, hi, konnichiwa, you know, to everybody he sees and he's one. And, you know, all of my kids were that way. And I think it's, you know, because they see me and it doesn't matter who it is. I, you know, if they're not looking, I say hi and they might ignore me, but, um, or they might say hi back. But, um, I just think it's something, especially in the toddler years, sometimes you don't have a lot of time to do anything big, but I can quick throw out a smile and a wave and mm-hmm. say hi. Um, so just a small way um, to reach other people. Of a, that acknowledgement, that friendly, gentle, kind acknowledgement to say, hey, I see you. I yes, see you. you. You are, yeah. Just give them that um, acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. That is so cool. That is such an, and like you said, it doesn't cost anything and it doesn't take a lot of time. It just takes a a smile and a hello and a wave. I mean, which is something we can all do and, and being able, that is such an easy way to spread kindness. And I love that, um, to be able to just say hello. Yeah, (laughs) it's simple, but, um. Yeah, that's what I do. Yeah. That's so great. Um, I'm going to, I mean, living in the South, we get a little Southern hospitality. So that's, yeah. you know, here. Uh, but I just love that anywhere. And so um, what a great way. So when you think of, you know, being kind, what does a courageous and kind woman look like to you? Um, wow. Um, I guess just bold, strong brave, um, inspiring, nurturing, loving, kind. So many adjectives come to mind. Um, But just somebody that's not afraid to step out and do the right thing. I think in today's world, it's so easy to put our character and our morals aside and go with the flow, Um, especially for these young teenagers. Um, I really feel for them with the social media. I mean, we had peer pressure, but maybe... 1% compared to the amounts I can imagine with social media. I mean, everything you're doing is caught on picture or photo Mm -hmm. or video. And um, your whole life is on social media. So I think staying true to your morals and beliefs has to be so challenging. Um, So just being that brave person to say, like, I don't care the circumstance. Like, I'm going to stay true to myself and true to God and do it in a humble way. You know, I'm not going to boast on social media and be braggy, you know, but I'm going to do my best to honor God. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it's really challenging in today's yeah. world. Well, I agree with you. And even as adults, um, that we've had some life experience and, you know, at this point yeah. in relationship with the Lord, but to be able to be kind and gentle in our convictions and to be able to say, you know, your lifestyle or the um, world's morals, as you said, I heard someone say, you know, that we're in a season as as a whole of moral decay. And yeah. um, to be able to be kind and gentle in our convictions um, and yeah. not have to agree with everybody, but to be yeah. able to stand firm and what we know in, is truth and truth in the Bible and what God says through his scripture to be our moral compass and to have that gentleness and that kindness to stand by our, you know, values and beliefs. 
Yeah, I think that's one of the biggest things. Um, I'm learning how and seeking wisdom for people that have it. Um, but just teaching that to my children that, you know, this is what our family believes. And we know that God's word is the truth. But not everybody's heard God's word. And, you know, we need to be kind to everyone. And, you know, some people don't find God till they're 80 years old. And mm. that's okay. Like, you know, God's going to reach each person when it's the perfect time for them. And I think um, in my younger years, you know, I used too harsh of an approach. Like when mm -hmm. I felt convicted to speak up about something and that's something, um, you know, as a stay-at-home mom, I'm able to be in a lot of um, Bible studies and women's groups and things like that where these ladies have just taught me how to do it in a kind way and in a gentle way. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, you don't have to confront someone when it's a different belief than you. You just take them in as a friend and lead by example. Like the best thing for my children, you know, what I'm trying to teach them to do is to, you know, just lead by example. And you live the right way. And, you know, every family is going to have their own moral compass. But mm -hmm. you have to stay true to our family's beliefs mm -hmm. um, in Jesus. And I hope that when they're old enough, you know, to make their own decisions, you know, our six-year-old's getting close that she truly accepts the Lord, um, but is able to spread God's word in a loving way, in a mm -hmm. kind way. I am thinking about, I wish I knew the reference off the top of my head for uh, um, one of the verses in the New Testament that talks about, um, you know, be able, there's two verses. There's one that talks about be able, be ready and able to give an answer for the hope that you possess. And, you know, being able to give an answer to why we believe what we do and what, what is that hope and where does it come from. Um, but also there's a separate verse that talks a little bit about um, being able to live in such a way that people, um, you know, cannot have people a bad... Know there's a song. That's a song. <laughs> people know you're a Christian by his love, his love. Um, yes. People know you're a Christian by the way you live and by God's love. They see God's light shining through you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And that we're living in such a way that that shares that love, um, and especially in yeah. you know in this world where there's a lot of talk and chatter and so much noise that we as courageous and kind women um, can live that out without sometimes even saying a word, but by our actions and how important yeah. that is. Yeah, I agree completely. I think um, I had once heard a story, you know, about a lady that was a teacher and one of her students, you know, approached her and just said, like, you know, we're sisters. And she said, what do you mean? She said, well, we're sisters in Christ. And she's like, the teacher, you know, just said, well, how did you know I was a Christian? She said, well, by the way you live, I can see God in the way you live. Aww. And, you know, the teacher just said, like, that was the best compliment anyone could have ever given me. Um, I just thought like, that's who I want to be. Like, I don't want to have to shout, I'm a Christian, you know, yeah. by the way I live, it should be obvious, you know, that I'm a Christian. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I think for all the women out there, that should be your goal. You know, that you should just be living God's word and spreading mm -hmm. his love every day. Exactly. And as opposed to, you know, so easy, I think about, um, you know, just forming a picket line with signs that just say, love God or go to hell. I mean, you are a yeah. sinner and sin leads to death. All of that is true. 
But the hard part is that's not the way that we, you know, share God's love. And maybe it was a while ago, but it just in this, in this lifetime and in this season and of our society that words are so empty for so many people that we have that call to action to live out God's truth. And I love that idea of being able to have your life marked by God's love um, through your actions and your hospitality and your generosity that, uh, you know, on the flip side, somebody was like, wow, that is, that, that is what I think a Christian should be or should live like. And so what an awesome opportunity. Yeah. So, um, Ooh, a couple more questions as we wrap up our uh, interview. If you could go back to your teenage or 20-year-old self, what um, advice would you give her? Um, I think my biggest piece of advice would be that purpose on earth is to serve God and others and not serve myself. I think during that time, you know, I was one of those people that, came easy to me, you know, making friends, playing sports, getting good grades. And, you know, I think I just became very prideful and um, very self-centered. And, you know, it was kind of, um, you know, I want everything my way. And, you know, I was making decisions based on my desires and my wants um, instead of looking up. So I think that would be the biggest piece of advice is just, it's not about me. It's about God. Um, so yeah, I wish I would have learned that a lot sooner. Uh-huh. Well, <laughs> and even now in this season, as we were saying for our current teenagers and our young twenties, that we are in a selfie world and a selfie mentality. And so to be able to think about others and, and love God first so we can love others best is so yeah. countercultural. but yet it's the one thing that fills our heart most. And so I agree to be able to say, hey, girl, there's a lot more than just you to life. And when you you figure that out, it's so much fun. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I just love that. So this question I just absolutely love because I really feel like here at Courageous and Kind, this is our Miss America question. Um, but, But I just love it for this reason. And so the question is, if there was one thing, whether that's advice or wishes or skills or talents that you could give every woman, what would that one thing be? I think it would just be um, confidence in their self and who they are and in their beliefs, especially in their faith. Um, I think once we can learn to love ourselves and love ourselves through God's eyes, um, you know, God made you perfect in his eyes. It doesn't mean we're going to look perfect to the world's eyes. Um, And we were made to stand out. And, you know, I've just heard, you know, if you're a Christian, you will stand out. You will be the odd man out, you know, living in the world. And I think if we can own that and be proud of the uniqueness God gave each of us, uh, whether the world sees it as positives or negatives, um, just owning it and being confident to spread God's word and being confident to wave and say hello and hey Jesus loves you Mm. Um, I think it's just so powerful Um, being on an international mission trip you know every person we saw we said Jesus loves you Jesus you know these are complete strangers and it just made me think why don't we do this in America like 
you know, it would seem awkward to go around and just like, hi, Jesus loves you. Hi, Jesus loves you. But we do it in other countries. And, you know, it just made me think it's because we're self-conscious and we're worried, you know, what others will think. And so I think in today's world, it's just that, that confidence mm-hmm. in the Lord. That is because once you establish that confidence in the Lord and when you believe that God has his best for your life, that is such a difference maker and really changes that perspective and opens up places in your heart that where there may be doubt or fear or uncertainty that we have the hope and faith in the Lord that he has our best. And so it builds that trust and that faith and allows us to do a lot more than and go through things and withstand change and heartache you know with um a new perspective that this is this life isn't all we have and it's not all you know everything we see is not all we have and so there's this hope beyond um eternity you know for christians and to be able to live that way i think um really changes your perspective yeah, and I think just that that confidence to say yes when God calls you to do something out of your comfort zone. You know, I can mm-hmm. think of every duty station, whatever it was that God was calling me to do. You know, when the person first asked me, I'm like, what? I have zero experience in that. Like, mm-hmm. I would not know what I was doing. And, you know, God made me realize that's because it's not going to be you doing the work. Like, you are my hands. God is going to be doing the work. Like, you're just the hands. And once I was able to grasp that concept, you know, and have that confidence that, you know, with God, I can do anything like, and so I'm able to have that confidence to say yes, to follow him. And I just, I pray that all women, you know, get that, um, confidence to just say yes. And just, just to try it, you know, with Mm -hmm. God, you can do it. And I think when we put our trust in him, we can, and we will, you know, you just have to have faith. Yeah, I love that. I love that so much. Our final question is, um, what's your favorite Bible verse? And whether it's for this season or lifetime verse, um, what's one that you really hold tight to? Yeah, I think for as long as I can remember, um, it's in Romans eight twenty eight, And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Um there's a song with that verse in it. And the first time I heard that song, I just broke into tears. And ever since then, it's just been my favorite verse. And, um, yeah, I feel my I feel myself mm-hmm. quoting it all the time. But I just I just love that verse. Um, mm-hmm. I love that God has a purpose for each of us. And he has a plan. I love that, too. And that's actually my favorite verse of all time as well. And it came yeah. to me in a season of hurt and heartache that Uh it was so hard to make sense of everything going on. And God just gently reminded me that, you know, although this heartache wasn't caused by your doing, uh, you know, and and everything that you knew to be true just completely fell apart. I do have purpose in this and a plan. And I think about, you know, looking back that that for me has been that promise that this wasn't, senseless, you know, or it wasn't wasted. And I always go back to God uses everything. He will not waste a tear. He will not waste a heartache and he will heal and just do his work and his confidence. And so I'm with you. I hold on to that verse dearly and tightly. 
um, yeah. throughout my life. And even when things don't make sense or, you know, when it's hard that I have to remember that God uses it all for his good. Um, and I think that is definitely, I've quoted that for so many people and just find such comfort in that. So I love to hear that too. Yeah. I think I was at a time where I had just made, you know, a really bad disobedient decision. And, you know, it just reminded me that no matter how bad I mess up or when I make mistakes, you know, God can use it for the good. He will find a way to turn it around and his plans will always be fulfilled. Even when we make wrong choices, um, Mm -hmm. he can use it for the good. We can't mess up his plan. (laughs) Um, So that was really just comforting for me and kind of healing, I think. Yeah. I love that too. And so everybody listen, Romans 8.28, we'll have it on the blog um, so that you can read it. But just one to definitely tuck away in your heart um, for any season of life. And so thank you so much. As we wrap up, I want to pray for you. That's just one of our common practices. And um, thank God for this time. And so Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for Jessica and her family. Lord, I thank you for um, her husband and her kids, Lord. And um the service and the sacrifice to our country that them as a family um, have just given of your love and given of their time and their talents, Lord, their treasures and their plans. And we just thank you that you have shown your light and your faithfulness throughout their lives. We ask that you would um, protect them, continue to bless them with church and community um, and and your faithfulness, Lord, and that you would continue to do your work through them. And we thank you for their obedience. We thank you for um, their love, Lord, and their example of you and your love and your faithfulness. And we just ask that you would um, bless them, protect them, um, keep them, Lord. And we thank you so much for everything that you have done in their lives and everything you will do uh, through this season and, and there in Japan. And so bless their time, Lord. We love you. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for listening to the Courageous and Kind podcast. If you have a story you'd like to share or know someone who does, please visit courageousandkind.org. Be sure to check out the Courageous and Kind Stories tab. Take a moment to subscribe to our podcast and like us on Instagram and Facebook at The Courageous and Kind Project.